Slam Radio brings to you Eliminate Your Limits. You can call the show 786-828-7068. You can watch the show live on Periscope at Slam Radio XM. It's now time for Eliminate Your Limits with Brian and Kerry on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. One day I want to watch, um, I want to watch this on Periscope. Yeah. I don't know how to, where is Periscope? Periscope.com. Is that what it is? But you know what? Because the intro always says, or you can watch this live on Periscope. I'm like, that sounds so fun. Is it just me or that seems like a much longer than usual intro? No, it was the same. It felt to me like I was just waiting too long to start talking. Maybe you're just antsy because we haven't been live on SiriusXM for like three weeks. Because I, I got sick. Yeah. And not COVID, I might add. And then uh, Frank the Tank, he had to cancel us last week. <laughs> he called and said, you guys suck. You can't call, it's called a postponement because if I'd cancel you, your asses wouldn't be on the air right now. So. Good point. Yeah, That's just, a fair point. You just swore, swore on the air. Yeah, it's swore not the, the technically air. Not the same kind of swear you gave us. According, according to the FCC, ass is no longer a swear word because you hear oh, it all nice. over the place. Oh. And it depends that. if it's used as a noun. Ass. If you're using it as a noun, then it's also not a swear word. I'm just going to say ass this entire episode because now I have, I have permission. Really? Yeah. Is it called the FCC? Is that what it's called? Federal something commission? Yeah, uh, communications commission of communications. Oh, nice. Well, let me tell you something. This is going to be one uh, ass great show today, boy. Because <laughs> I can say that now. It's legal. All right, listen. It's not, as an exciting, it's not an exciting word to say. I like that word. Um, if you're watching us on Facebook Live, I want you to hashtag this. Don't look at my notes. I'm not looking at your notes. You're looking straight down at my notes. I'm not reading them. I'm paying no attention to them. Then stop looking at them. Because all of my trivia questions are archived right here. I know, but I'm looking at you. Um, This is the way I'm... Nobody can see unless you're live on Periscope. Facebook Facebook Live. This is where I'm just looking this way. It's like, because it would be weird if I was like this. Directly at my notes. That's not here nor there. If you're watching on Facebook Live, uh, we can see you. Well, not like like that. We can't... It's not a two-way camera kind of thing. But we can see your comments. So I want to hashtag this. Common phrases clarified. And I don't know anything about Periscope, but if you can hashtag a comment on Periscope, hashtag common phrases clarified. And if you want to put ass at the end of it, you can, because the FCC says that's fine. Is it leading to something? That that's the that's oh. kind of tenor of our show today. Common phrases clarified, because we're going to talk about the murk that is self-help and personal development and all the kitschy things that people say, but let's clarify what they actually mean. Because in some cases, the things that are kitschy that people say are actually really powerful, but the power is diluted because everybody says them and nobody explains it. Cool. Like, Does that make sense? Kind of like we're gonna like deepen the rhetoric. Right. Common cool. phrases clarified. I'm waiting on Facebook Live for someone to hashtag that. First person who does gets a thousand Carrie Campbell points. That's a big deal. <laughs> That's a big deal. Okay, <laughs> Frankie's, Frankie's laughing. Okay, listen, now I wanna jump into something. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna augment my own show run today. It's time for trivia. Okay. We're gonna play trivia. This is Frankie the Tanky against Carrie Campbell's AKA Small. And this is a totally against episode. What does that mean again? Y'all are playing against each other. There's no like you both get to guess. Like the person who chimes in and guesses right wins. This is my kind of game. It's this is my kind of game. game. You're yeah, going down, Smalls. Now, here's the thing, because I had a request. Actually, I put it out about four and a half years ago. Yeah. And then Frankie called me on it, and I appreciate that, that we're going to do sports trivia. Okay. But I had to tailor nice. this 
to be a bit more Smalls friendly. Because I know nothing about sports. Well, you know nothing about some sports. Certainly what would be considered mainstream sports. But you know a lot about other sports. I don't know about that. So we'll you know you because you do because I because I went to the archives of Google, <laughs> and I said this is what I typed. I said Google, uh, what kind of trivia questions can I ask my wife that she'll know the answer to? <laughs> and then I hashtag Smalls, and Google gave me some uh, okay, some we'll, uh, we'll see about that. some questions. So now here we go. We're going to start, but here's the rules for today. Okay, after I ask the question. Mm -hmm. Uh, there has to be complete silence. So Facebook Live, no talking, okay? If you're listening on SiriusXM, no talking, okay? After I ask the question, it has to be complete silence because Frankie and Carrie both get to buzz in by saying me. Me? Me. Hi, hi Larry. Me. What's up? The goat's here. I'm so okay. nervous right now. The goat's here. Okay, yes. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So let, Frankie, let me hear you say me. Me. Carrie Campbell? Me. That's your buzz in. Y'all gotta, like y'all gotta, y'all gotta beat each other. Can I buzz. be like C two? C two. And you should be like Frankie. It's so much more exciting than me. All right, I was, I was gonna sing it. How about like me, 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 me? Perfect. Okay. Oh, I like that. So I we like just it. made up our own buzz. That's okay. That's okay. Because <laughs> it's, it's a variable thing. It's all good. Okay, here it is. Question number one. Is everyone ready? Yes. Serious XM Facebook Live. No talking. Here it goes. You ready? It's actually a two-part question. In Olympic swimming, there are four different strokes. Name them. C2. Carrie Campbell. Breaststroke, butterfly, front stroke, back crawl. Say them again. Front stroke yeah. or front crawl. Okay. Breaststroke, yeah. butterfly, and backstroke or back crawl. I'm going to ask Frankie if he wants to guess those four on his own. Do I have to name them all again, or can I just input the last one that she didn't mention? Put your you put your own ones in there. All right. So breath, uh, breaststroke, um, backstroke, freestyle, butterfly. The point goes to Frankie. Ah! Front crawl and freestyle are the same thing. It's not actually called front crawl by the Olympic Whatever. committee. It's called freestyle. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Frankie That's the just tanky. a bunch of ass. Out to a roaring lead. No. Did you guys guess on Facebook Live? If you didn't, you got to guess the next one. No okay. way. We should, we should set up a little scoreboard like on the top of the screen but to let know everyone what? know that yes. I'm winning. Frank would not have gotten that if I hadn't gone first because he didn't have butterfly. He okay. only got butterfly because I had butterfly. I have. Hold on. I'm going to check with the judges on Carrie Campbell's claim. That's nah, they say no. Point goes to Frankie the tank. That's like a 50-50. Not fair. I hate this game. <laughs> Welcome to Eliminate Your Lemons with Brian and Carrie. <laughs> On the Historic Slam Radio. Okay, question number two. Facebook Live, Gary to answer in the comments. Sirius XM, you can answer, just don't talk until we hear who's chiming in first. You ready? Everybody ready? No, I'm still mad. Well, then you're not going to play this game particularly well. Got to state regulate, Carrie Campbell. Okay. Question number two. In miles, what is the total distance of a marathon. Me, 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 me. Frankie the Tanky. 26.2 miles. That is exactly right. Frankie the Tanky is off to a- Whatever. Just, this is a blazing lead. Is, it, is this even recoverable? Can Carrie Campbell come back? Does she have the intestinal fortitude to get back into this game? We're about to find out. Whatever. Alisa on Facebook Live says, way to go, Frankie. You got fans on Facebook here, Frankie. I'm telling you. 
All right, question number three. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Here it is. Here it is. The scoreboard should say 2 0, by the way. Was that? The scoreboard should say 2 0. Yeah, 2 0. That's true. Shush your face. All right, I'm going to say this one quick. You ready? What was Muhammad Ali's original name? Me, 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 me. Frankie the Tank. Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay for the win. No way I would have known that. You should have gotten the swimming one. I did get the swimming one because everybody knows what a front crawl is. Not the Olympic Committee. They call it freestyle. What, you, you did not say the, according to the Olympic Committee, you didn't say what's the technical term of the Olympic Committee's name. Claire Farley on Facebook is cheering for Carrie Campbell. By the way, okay. this is like the most fair trivia game I've ever played in my entire life. Because you're winning. It's three nothing, Frankie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get Carrie Campbell a point here. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down into the archives of these questions and get Carrie Campbell a point. You ready? Yeah. Here it is. From what country do the All Blacks come from? C two. Go ahead. New Zealand. New Zealand for the win. How's it going, Carrie Campbell? Like that's like that's not even like fair though, because you're like an All Blacks fanatic. I tried to get you a point. Okay. I got you a point. You're trying to give it so away. So it's two two. It's it's three to one for Frankie the Tanky. <laughs> How come on Facebook Live I'm not seeing any guest answers here? Okay. This is almost unacceptable. All right. We're gonna ask one more question and that might conclude this round. No, no, you have to ask two more. You have to give me a chance to win. We can go, we can finish the game in the final segment of today's episode. I'm not worried, don't worry. I'm like, who's the cheesiest 80s game show host we can think of? Bob Barker. Pat Sajak. Chuck Woolery. Oh, she, actually Chuck Woolery for the win. Love connection. I'm Chuck Woolery. I got this. Okay. I got you guys. All right, here we go. Ready? Next question. Facebook Live, play along. Uh, Sirius XM, no one talk. What is the name of the dance that the All Blacks do before each game? C2, the Haka. The Haka. It is, it is it, Carrie Campbell is storming back. I call conspiracy. It's three, I, I, had, I wanted to get it. No, I'm just kidding, go ahead, bro. We're good, we're good, we're good. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> bro, the only, I did, a, I did, I, I had a pen pal in New Zealand back in the day. And I'm sure somewhere you mentioned that. I don't remember any of that. I thought you were gonna go with like the all orange, but I know it's like the Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> that was good. They do something like that. Yeah, no, I stacked the deck on that one. There's actually a couple more uh, questions that are a little stack in the deck for Kerry Campbell, but Frankie's gotten off to a blazing lead. Three, two. We're gonna ask one more question on this segment. One more. The segment. Did I say segment? Yeah, segment. Chuck Lurie's getting nervous right? over here. Okay, go. Well, hold on. Chuck Lurie will decide when it's time to go. It's time to go. Here's the next question. Facebook Live, play along. Serious exam, no talking. What is Canada's national sport? C2. Go ahead. You lose a point if you guess wrong. I'm just joking, you know. I'm, I'm going to say hockey, but it's not hockey. Kerry Campbell says hockey. Frankie, uh, to you, that is an incorrect answer. Wow. Um... So I didn't say hockey, and that's why it took me forever to, to, to buzz in because I, know what it I is. figured it'd be obvious. Hmm. This is a good one. This is a good one. Is it? Well, you had your guess. It's Frankie's turn. Wow. Yeah, so I keep well, I don't, I don't, I'll let her go again because I don't want to lose a point. So if she loses multiple <laughs> points on this one, it goes to my favor, right? You can't lose a point. Chuck Woodery gets to decide that, just so you know. Last and final guess, Kerry Campbell. 
Skiing? Skiing. There's nobody on Facebook now. The actual official national sport of Canada is lacrosse. You know what? I was going to guess lacrosse too. Shoot. So this segment fair enough, she said it. She said it right behind me, and I didn't listen to her because I didn't want to cheat. And to be honest oh. with you, I would have guessed something along the lines of maybe some sort of like cross-country skiing, like archery, like a decathlon, yeah. something like that. That's probably what I would have guessed. I'd love to know how that student knew that the national sport was can of Canada was lacrosse. She said lacrosse, and I looked at her, and I was like, you're right. But I'm like, if I say lacrosse at this point, I'm going to be cheating. So I didn't say it. See, playing above the board, always. I, me too. I don't <laughs> I'm, why am I not? I, I've not cheated. Elisa, by the way, in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, says lacrosse in Facebook Live. She's absolutely correct. All right. The final score for this segment is 3-2 Frankie the Tanky over Carrie Campbell at K. Smalls. We're going to finish this in the last segment okay. today. How you not stick around for that? Okay. okay. You got to stick around for that. Now, before we get into our show, remember, everybody hashtag this. If you're listening on SiriusXM, hashtag it in the air. Like air quotes. Hashtag common phrases clarified. Hashtag that again on Facebook Live. Common oh. phrases clarified. Yes. You said that fast. Was it too fast? Well, common phrases clarified. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a little bit of a tongue twister. I'm amped up because the goat's in studio today. The trivia was just pulsating with all kinds do, of vigor. Do goats have horns? Because now every time I see Larry, I'm going to be like oh this. Oh my goodness. Goat, greatest of all time. We also have a Charlize Theron sighting here on the show, do we not? What was that? Yeah, you know it. I meant to you tell you that the other day. I was going to put it on your story. post, I but I, I didn't want a big bald guy coming to beat me up. You look exactly like Charlize Theron in a lot of those pictures. It's true. Well, I, I humbly accept said compliment. It's true. True story. Thank you. I think true that's story. a compliment because guys, she's outstanding. Let me tell you a true story, uh, Back in 2009, when Karen and I first got together, I, I owned a big educational company. We had an annual event in Louisville, Kentucky. 500 people from around the world come to the Brown Hotel. And that's the very first time I'm introducing Carrie. We were just recently together as a couple to my friends and colleagues. And Dr. Kwame Brown, who I think actually listens to the show, uh, first thing he says to me when I introduce him, he, goes, he looks at me and goes, your girl looks exactly like Charlize Theron. How did you pull that off? You have kicked your coverage, sir. And you know what? Eleven years later, you still look like her. I think if I, I think I probably look more like her now. Because of the blonde. Yeah, the blonde, the short hair. Yeah. Does I she mean, have short hair? She, she's had this cut. Really? So she copied you, or you copied her? She copied me. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, totally. and eleven years later, your the coverage is still outkicked. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Am I, I teetering or getting up. beat up? I knew here. what I was doing. <laughs> I'm getting teetering. We need Charlize Theron. Am I saying that right? <laughs> is that a French name? I think so. Technically. It sounds French. She's South African. Is she? If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. I thought she was from California. No, I, I believe she's from South Africa. Really? Yeah. Then it could be French because there's mm -hmm. such a massive French. Can I, can I tell you a quick funny? Oh, you know the story already. I'm telling everybody else who's listening. I'm going to Google where Charlie's there. Do that. Um, because, I, you know, we lived, you're from French Canada. We lived in French Canada for a long period of time. I don't speak French. But South I, African. But I, is she South African? Mm -hmm. But I know stupid French terminology when I hear it. Like yeah. when you're not saying the word properly. And because, you know, we're talking about all blacks and rugby. I used to watch international rugby a lot. And I liked it when the New Zealand all blacks were playing the South African Springboks. Because there's a massive French, um, what's the word I'm looking Influence? for? Influence. Thank you. Influence in South Africa. And the captain of the South African team was a guy named Bis Bismarck 
This is how they pronounced it. Bismarck Dispolice. <laughs> Bismarck Dispolice. And I don't, that's what I'd start saying. Like, oh, he's great. I love him. And Carrie's like, how, how do you say that? And then she asked me to show her on Google how it was pronounced. And it's not, they're not pronouncing it properly. Is it Duplessis? Duplessis. Yeah. It happens. Well, it happens a lot. Yeah. So now I know Charlize Theron is South African. Yes. I feel like a better man. Okay. Knowing that information. <laughs> Why is Elisa on Facebook Live asking if I'm looking at the onions? She actually said, look at your onions. Oh. Watch your onions. I don't know what that means. Me neither. It's French though. Regarde tes onions. Talk to, you know, we don't have any time left in this segment. Well, we technically do, but I guess we might Oh, not. Frankie says it's kind of, I was going to ask you about, because um, it's been a while. You were at the WBFF show like four weeks ago. Yeah. And I wanted to have, I wanted you to talk about that on the next show. Did we have, we've done a show since. Yeah, then. but I got lost because that, that trivia game that day was heated. So I, it got pushed back. I wanted to talk about it today. We'll talk about it next segment maybe. Oh, sure. Whatever, do you want to do that? Whatever you like. Because I am Chuck Woolery and you are Charlize Theron. <laughs> I'll take Charlize over. Charlize. And you're watching and listening to Eliminate Limits with uh, Chuck and Charlize. Here on the Historic Slam Radio, Sirius XM, 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM, 145, Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed a drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Stores, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now, right You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yeah, Frankie says, let's wave in, man. We got, you're shushing me. Why no, I'm, I'm Kurt Haas is saying, shush, let's oh. get ready. Oh, Kurt Haas watching on Facebook. I have a question for you, Frank. Can Frank. I ask a question? Of course you can. Frank, what time do you get up in the morning to be into studio? Uh, my alarm goes off, my first alarm goes off at 4.05 in the morning. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's early. Were you were you shocked that I answered you as quick as I did this morning? Is that why you're asking me that question? No, 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 no. I'm asking. I know obviously that you and you and Larry get up early for the show. I knew that, but I, a couple of months ago, I rerouted my workouts to the morning, so mm. I wake up at like 5 a.m. Mm. And at this time of the day, I always get tired because I've been up for like you know seven hours already. And I was thinking about you and Frank this morning because not you and Frank, you and Larry because. You guys get up so early and it's like we've had a whole day by most the time most people are just getting going and i was just thinking about that yeah Yeah. so like i mean i i'm pretty good once i'm like i'm i drive home i get a little sleepy kind of so like that's when the bangs come in and we were talking about the pre-show um the energy drinks because so it'll hold me up if i'm if i'm active if i'm doing things not just doing like like sports or or working out like i don't mean like that just doing things keeping my, my my body moving I won't fall asleep, but the moment that I plop down on the couch and it's within five minutes, I'll just absolutely pass out. My wife doesn't understand why, and it's how you just mentioned. 
by the time yeah. most people wake up, because she wakes up at about seven o'clock now, that's already three and a half hours after that. I've already been up. I'm already I've already started a morning show by the time she starts waking up and I'm just absolutely yeah. drained by then. Yeah, well, that's it. Like normally, like around eleven o'clock, I'm like I start to like crash a little, and it's I was like I always forget. I'm like, oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, my first alarm goes off at four o five. I snooze it, and then usually I'm up by like four ten or so. Give myself another five minutes. Yeah. Well, I, now I know. I feel like we're being. Um, I feel like we're being truant in school. Because we're talking to, we're having conversations about like this, about the weather. No, because while this is happening, you and I are passing notes. Oh, <laughs> I just, I had, to, I had to leave a little note for you about something. And I had to answer something back. I felt like I was in grade nine. <laughs> Do you like me? Uh, check yes or no. Did you ever pass one of those notes? Of course I did. Me too. You draw the little boxes and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I also drew a sunshine in the top corner of the page because to me, it was like subliminal. If I'm going to ask somebody if they like me, and give them the option of ticking yes or no. I want to put a little ray of sunshine up there just to make them feel good. Yeah, I hear you. See what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of it had to come, like a lot of it had to do with the fold of it. Like you couldn't just fold it into like a little square. It had to do some sort of a contraption to like open it, to make it look fancy or whatever. Yeah. I had a hard time. So I had a girl that used to sit in one of my classes. She used to help me with most of the folds. But the fold made a big deal because it looked like you actually put some effort into the note. Yeah, I was big into origami. Yeah. I wasn't really. I just wanted to say that. I'm pretty sure. I've never used the word origami in a sentence before. I'm pretty sure <laughs> I can remember how to still fold something. Really? Like, you, what we do with the show, you, you do. I want to see this. Yeah. Okay. We're going to talk. We'll carry folds. This is origami in session. Funny enough, just... I think that's actually one of those things that I kept, though. So if I actually go through one of my drawers, I'm sure I'll find notes from back, like, in 10th, 11th grade. Just because I, I knew it. it was going to be an ancient artifact. These that's guys awesome. behind me have no idea what we're talking about. They take out a phone, they turn on, they look for the, the contact, and they type a text message. Those were our it's text messages. It's crazy how much the world has changed. Those it were really text is. messages. Yeah, you, would no, ask, you would ask, you would ask 10 questions within the letter, and then yeah. when you would write it out, you would have to answer all of those questions. Yeah. And right. it just kind of kept going paper like that. Things that we used to, I love those diamond things. things. I love those things. Yeah. How many kids do you have? Who you marry? I know, right? Everybody. Oh, those were the fortune tellers. Yeah. yeah. Like you put that the colors and then you like B L U E and then like all right now yeah. pick a number and be like oh it looks like you're gonna get married and become a millionaire or whatever it was yeah. yeah. Oh my god, what a funny flashback! I never got the girl I wanted to marry. No. Not even one time. I so I stopped playing that game because I was stupid. I can't remember. That's funny. <laughs> what am I talking about today? Uh, right. We we're talking about um. Common, oh, don't look at my notes. Common phrases. Clarify. Hashtag that on Facebook Live. If CPC. You're, if you're allowed to, yeah, hashtag CPC. If you're allowed to comment on Periscope Live, hashtag CPC. If you're listening on SiriusXM, just air quote it like this. You can't see what I'm doing if you're listening on the radio, but do that. <laughs> All right, now, you know what's funny? I decided, I had, a, I had a thought in the break, during the break. So I do my best thinking yeah. during the break. I thought to myself, I wanted to hear about your experience at the WBFF. I want you to paint the picture. I want you to talk about relevant media and what your job is there and how much... It's you ingratiating yourself to this wonderful organization. But then I thought during the break, I was like, you know what? But it dovetails perfectly into this topic. Because one of the common phrases you hear all the time is imagination creates reality. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. It's true, but it's not a pill. Right. You don't take it once. You don't read it once and go, okay, well, there you go. Now I know everything. Mm -hmm. It's actually something you have to actively do. Yeah. Imagine you in the end. Yep. And I, I started thinking about this in the break. I was like, gosh, nobody does that as well 
of all the people in the world that I know, nobody does that as well as you. Oh, thank you. You're an amazing imaginer. Is that a word? Imaginer, yeah. You're an amazing imaginer and you've used it as an asset to achieve what you want for years. I've watched for over a decade now. So let's talk about common phrases clarified, imagination creates reality, and maybe talk about the WBFF in the process of all of that. Yeah. See how I pulled that so all you just together? Want me to go? I just want you to go. <laughs> but I want I want accolades first to see how well I pulled that all together. You you pulled that all together. I pulled it all together well. And I'll just take I, I I don't feel like I was given enough of a like dangly hook to jump into, but I'll take oh, it from there. That's a shot. No, it wasn't. The co-host did not do a good no, job. No, no, because sometimes you ask me a question. Yeah. And I'm really good at answering questions, right? Okay. You you do such a good job at like just talking. You're, I do a great better, job. Talking. You're a better talker than I am. I'm a wonderful talker. Um, yeah. So let me just, I guess, back backtrack a little bit for those who don't know what the WBFF BFFF is. <laughs> um, the WBFF is the World Beauty, Fitness, and Fashion. Um, it is the fitness federation that I am competing with. Um, yeah. I was supposed to compete with twice last year, but you know, thank you, COVID. COVID. Um, and so I am um, I'm slated to compete with them in eight weeks. Oh, I'm so excited, June 26th. But you know, yes. you know, if I were to backtrack this to to loop it into the whole power of imagination and why you know you're talking about a couple of weeks ago when i was at the wbff event here in orlando yeah. um it actually comes down to the ability to hold an imagination as 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 strongly as i have for the last year agreed particularly so um you know if i were to be very specific about this last april i was supposed to compete and covid obviously shut all the competitions down last yep. year i was making my comeback after a nine-year retirement yep. from the fitness competition stage and world. And um, I, so I was supposed to compete in April, that got canceled. Then we were going to compete in June, that got canceled. And then my coach basically said to me, okay, we're, you're done prepping. You're, now you got to go into a growing season. Yep. And so just like that, what I had been working for had kind of been yanked away from me. And I had to shift out of a prep cycle and into a growing cycle. Yep. So I had to go. And those into, are dramatically different. Very right? different. Yeah. I had to go into my off season. But, you know, I remember when I got kind of thrown into that off season, um, it was a very quick pivot, much of what last year was for a lot of people yeah. with COVID and for, I guess, still for some, you know, not in the state of Florida, but in other, <laughs> in other parts of the world, Florida's pretty normal. Um, you know, I, I was thrown into this sudden pivot. And so I knew that, for myself, I knew that if I really wanted to get back on stage, I was going to have to really amplify my ability to imagine getting back on stage. Yes. Because like I asked my coach, like, when could I compete again, you know, in December? And he was like, try 2021. Yeah. And like, you have to appreciate that, like staying engaged in an off season when it's not your favorite part necessarily. Right in and of itself is a challenge. So I had to really amplify the vision of where I was going, what I was trying to accomplish and what I was trying to achieve for myself in order to keep pursuing myself and pushing myself forward to get to stage, you know, next, next month, yep. which is like a total of like 16 months away from when I was originally That's supposed to compete. Wow. Um, and so one of the things that I did was I really immersed myself inside of the WBFF culture. Yep. You know, I, I compete with the team they've competed multiple times. 
I've attended every competition that they've attended. Um, our relevant media agency, which is the the media agency that our, our that we own and our kids operate, yep. um, they've attended all the WBFF events as well, doing behind the scenes media footage. But I've just basically fully immersed myself into the culture and the community of the WBFF in order to keep myself attached to my own imagination of where I'm going. Yes. So a couple of weeks ago. When I was at the WBFF here in Orlando, you know, it's 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 so interesting because like I'm watching the stage and I'm watching the girls on stage competing, but what I'm really seeing is myself on stage. Mm. I'm really like repeating my my own image, my own like my own visualization, imagination yep. of me getting there. And so what it's done actually by being so hands-on and, and active in it is it's allowed me to cultivate this incredibly intricate detailed imagination of my own show weekend mm. which is coming up you know in, June 26th. in, in, in like seven and a half weeks now I pay attention. but like I, it's so funny that you're asking about this today because i was just journaling about this this morning how i imagine like you know my makeup that that day getting ready for the show my post work my post show uh celebration meal yeah. you know like i've imagined all those details and because i immersed myself inside the process yeah it's only amplified my ability to imagine. Let me, let me ask you a question because I want to bring this home for everybody. Um, your show is on June 26th. Yeah. And if you successfully compete in this event, you're going to win what's called a pro card, yes. which essentially means you'll win the designation of now you're a professional athlete. Yes. So let me ask you this question. Starting a year ago, mm -hmm. maybe a year ago, I'm, I'm guessing, how many times do you suspect estimated how many times have you imagined yourself winning a pro card okay <laughs> so that's an interesting question here i thought it was a slam dunk no well it is <laughs> but i actually the because the answer is is i've actually i've not actually imagined myself getting that pro card on stage so much as i've imagined myself already having it right so the answer so is the like, answer to that yeah question. is like i mean countless like countless give it a number into the tens of thousands tens of thousands and that's my point yeah i didn't want the idiosyncratic nuance of what the imagination is you winning a pro card or you having one the, the point i was getting at was the unbelievable repetition of it all oh it's, I so, spent so much time there so the past year it is not unreasonable to say you've imagined this outcome tens of thousands of times 100%. And therein lies the difference between people who succeed and people who don't. Mm -hmm. In any walk of life, no matter what the goal, is that the people who succeed dwell on and think about that goal from the end game mm -hmm. constantly. Yeah. I won't be competing at the World Championships of Powerlifting until probably 2027. I have visualized myself winning that event tens of thousands of times. Yeah. yeah. And that's the difference. So yes, Common phrase is clarified. Imagination does create reality so long as you imagine. And you imagine what it is you want, not what you don't. Yeah. Massively important stuff. You know, it, it's really interesting. First of all, I mean, you know, my plan is to win a pro card and then to go on to win a crown and then to go on to win a world title. Mm -hmm. um, and and I'll be honest with you, I spend probably more, more time imagining the world title than I do the pro card because mm. I've imagined the pro card so much. Yep that it's a done deal in my head. Sure. Whether it's this this competition or the next or whatever, I don't it's it's just a done deal because I've imagined it so many times that yeah. it's it's fact now. 
right? So I've gone above and beyond. And, you know, I, I think that one of the things about imagination that I think people like miss is that there's so much opportunity to imagine. There is. Right? Like there's like, you know, because some people will like, will imagine that like, you know, they imagine themselves in my case, getting on stage and falling. Right. And yeah. that's a perfect example of like, don't, don't imagine the outcome you don't want. Exactly. Right? Like, I'll be honest, I've imagined myself tripping on stage. And when I trip on stage, I elegantly get back up and kind of do a little fun thing. And I own, I own my, yeah. I own my trip. Right. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a way to imagine all the elements of everything you're trying to accomplish, you know? And, and one of the things that I, I, I always say to people, when you are looking to imagine, like, like imagination and feeling have to go so close together. It's like, in, it's like, you looked at my notes, you know, where we're going you know, next. No, keep, keep well, going. And, though. Keep and going. Like, you know, so, cause sometimes I was talking to a couple of the competitors and they're like, you know, when I imagine myself getting on stage, I just, I feel so nervous, yeah. you know, I feel so worried. And I was like, well, why don't we try imagining a different part of exactly. the weekend then like imagine yourself getting you know backstage and they're like oh yeah no that feels good and i'm like mm -hmm. well then imagine that like yeah. you don't have to imagine the, the the specificity of walking on stage but imagine something around the outcome that you want that makes you feel good yeah because then you're going to lean into imagining it more it's so hard to be me right now why is that because you're saying epic things and i want to offshoot a thousand different ways but I can't because this is a long show. So we're going to come back to the whole emotionality of it all in the next segment. Because okay. that's a that's a massive indicator of what you just said was just huge. So we're going to come back to that. How you not want to stick around, right. right? But let me say this. For everyone out there who's a little bit of a geek, okay? Kind of <laughs> like me, a bit nerdy. There's actually, I, I find this stuff fascinating. There's lots of ways to what they would call implant an imagination, a good imagination into your unconscious mind, which is where it has to go. Mm -hmm. One of it, one of them is called habituation. And that's what we're describing right now. Over the last 12 months, Carrie has imagined herself winning a crown or winning worlds or winning whatever, tens of thousands of times. That's a habit. Mm -hmm. So Carrie has established the habit of doing that. The repetition of that imagination seeps into the unconscious. The unconscious now accepts it as true, okay? But the other way to bring an imagination into the unconscious is through hypnosis. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds a little woo-woo, but hypnosis is a real thing, um, especially when you break down the science of it all. So I'm just offering this for the geeks out there like me who like to know this stuff because there are actual advantageous times of the day to engage in what's called auto-suggestion or self-hypnosis, okay? Generally speaking, the, three, the brain has three wave patterns it, it, it resides in alpha beta and theta okay uh, theta the theta brain waves when we're in a theta brain wave that is the most susceptible time that we can auto suggest or implant an imagination into our unconscious where it won't meet any resistance mm. from the conscious brain and you are in theta brain waves exactly uh, exactly two times a day twice a day you're in a theta brainwave process. Those two times are right when you wake up in the morning. And the second time is right before you fall asleep. Mm. So this isn't a, you're setting your alarm and maybe you're five minutes from falling asleep. Right. This is you're cozy, you're curled up, you're in that woke sleep state, right? That's theta brainwave activity. And right when you first wake up, you're still in that woke sleep state, that's theta brainwave. Mm -hmm. One of the most powerful things you can do is auto-suggest right in those moments. You can do it internally. Have, a, have a, an inspiration statement. 
And that's when you start repeating it to yourself mm-hmm. as you drift away into sleep or as you start waking up or put in earphones yeah. and have a, a, an audio, uh, you know, I was going to say an audio cassette because this <laughs> is 1986. Have some kind of audio MP3 play right. you to sleep mm-hmm. or play you waking up the thing that you want for your life. Mm-hmm. Powerful things, habituation and hypnosis. So for the geeks out there who think, is there a hack for this? There actually is. Mm-hmm. Self-hypnosis, um, auto-suggestion, specifically the two times a day that you are in theta brainwave activity. Love it. I'm an encyclopedia of all things, who cares? <laughs> Everybody cares. I love it. I'm just saying. Elise on Facebook Live says, went through some hypnosis recently. Mm. I've used hypnosis for imagination before as well. It works really well. Powerful stuff. I'm excited. We've just gotten started. There's so much more to talk about. I'm excited to talk more about it. Yeah, because we're going to talk about emotion next. Which is where I kind of traipsed into, right? Which is perfect. How do you not want to stick around for this? We're going to talk about all things emotion and imagination after the break. You're listening to, I was going to say our nicknames because you're Charlize Theron. Who am I again? Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. You're listening to Eliminate with Chuck and Charlene. Charlene. Whatever. (laughs) We're everybody today. The Historic Slam Radio Series XM 145. (laughs) Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Series XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They are going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. you know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now? Right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Patterson uh, is listening to us and watching us on Facebook Live in Scotland, and she's instructing Kara Campbell to take her clothes off. Wow, it just got sassy in here. Well, it's because Lee is sassy. She is sassy. She's like sassy pants. We're back. We are. Chuck Willery and Charlize Theron. A very hungry Charlize Theron. With Eliminate Your Limits on the Historic Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. We're talking about hashtag this, common phrases clarified. CPC, hashtag at Facebook Live, hashtag it on Periscope. I need to know, can you hashtag things on Periscope? You can hashtag anywhere. It's just not relevant anywhere else. Frankie says yes. Periscope works on Twitter. watching Periscope, hashtag it. I don't think it's relevant even on Facebook. It's, it's an Instagram thing. Uh, Periscope's a Twitter thing, actually. Yeah. No, no, no. Hashtag is an Instagram thing. Uh, actually, no, it Instagram started off Twitter. Thing. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's an all-social media thing, but it started off Twitter. It's true, what Frankie said. If you hashtag something on uh, Facebook, you can click on it, and it goes to all the things that were hashtagged that in the last 24 hours. True story. All right, we were talking before the break about um, emotion. Yes. I forgot. <laughs> but I'm back now, everybody. Okay, this is important. You brought it up. I did. It's a really important conversation. So this is in the guise of Common Phrases Clarified. Because this matters. This matters so much, okay? This is why positive, af wow. 
I didn't say that particularly well. You've had a little bit of tongue twisting moments this morning. I don't know why. <laughs> a little bit of a tongue twister today. I'm not an unintelligent man, but I sound like an, I don't know, have idiot. You, have you eaten? Are you low calorie? Are no. You, is your sugar low? Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> yes. All right, listen, everybody, because this was good. I had a protein shake, a smoothie. What's so funny? Keep going. Okay, I had a smoothie. It had vanilla protein powder in it. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Peanut butter. No, excuse me. No, no peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Organic, everybody. Relax, slacks. Because everybody gets up in arms. Really? Over peanut butter? About everything. Everyone's got something to say about something, right? Um, hemp heart seeds. I put that stuff on everything. That's good stuff. Um, uh, flax, flax seeds, frozen spinach, frozen berries, and some honey. It was good. Put that in a blender, you know, you smoothie it. Mm-hmm. That a verb. Okay, but I had that with oatmeal today. Can I tell you what I put in my oatmeal? What's so funny? Why are you laughing? You're funny. Hey, I'm just reminiscing about breakfast because it was that good. <laughs> I had oatmeal and I made it. I, I, I cooked it with coconut cream. Use my coconut milk. Little bit, little bit. <laughs> my bit. special ordered coconut milk. Only eighty milliliters. I measured it. So coconut is it milk or cream? I thought it was cream. Coconut milk. All right, oatmeal. I cooked it with coconut milk, coconut oil. So it was very coconutty. Mm-hmm. I put some um, a little bit of peanut butter in that with some Brazil nuts. You remember me saying I was hungry, right? Yeah. Y'all didn't did not help help me. Doesn't that sound good? I see Lee Patterson on Facebook. I smoothied it exactly. <sighs> Doesn't that sound good though? Yeah, I don't want to talk about food. I'm hungry. Man, that was good. All right, let's go back to emotion. When you feel good, you do good. Yeah, see, that's the kind of stuff you'll say. <laughs> and because the FCC says I can say it, it's ass. Unless you actually live it. Unless you live it. Frankie gave me the thumbs up because I can say that. Here's the thing. This is why positive affirmations, which was the phrase I couldn't say a few minutes ago. Oh, is that what you were trying to say? Yes. This is why positive affirmations and even goals are not particularly worthy. Positive affirmations clinically don't work. Mm-hmm. And 92% of people who set goals don't achieve them. Mm-hmm. This is why. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen to this next sentence and write it down. Everybody write this down. If you're driving, don't write it down. Actually, if you're driving, pull over and write it down. Okay? <laughs> it's not what you say that matters. It's how you feel about what you say. The reason positive affirmations are absolutely ineffective for the vast majority of people is that you're trying to affirm something that you don't actually agree with Mm -hmm. and therefore you don't feel good about it. It creates an internal conflict. The reason 92% of people do not achieve the goals they set, they don't feel good about their goals. They don't feel like they're able to accomplish them. Right. Feeling we live, everything about us is energy and the frequency of that energy is emotion. Mm-hmm. We must feel good. That is our primary obligation. Yeah. Karen Campbell, talk about that. Well, you know, I don't know if I actually knew this about myself until you and I met um, and you started telling me about this, but, yeah. you know, I really try to govern my life off of doing what feels good. Yeah. Um, and what mm-hmm. feels good right now is I wish I could steal Frank's cheese stick. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all should see. I you can't see in studio. He's got this like cheese string 
everything. And I'm like hungry over here. Anyways. Um, that was great. So anyways, I, I try to govern my life as best as I can off of what feels good. Yes. And, and I, I've always been that way. And I don't think that I recognize that I've always been that way until you pointed it out to me. Yeah, no, you're, um, a, you're a happy person. Like I no try doubt. to, like, I try to navigate my day based on what I, I don't. Well, here's the thing is like, I don't like not feeling good. Yeah. So I try and stay away from it. Right. Like, or if I, if there's certain things that I have to, um, like certain things that don't necessarily feel good, I find a way to bridge a connection to them yeah. to change the way they feel. Yes. So this for, is good. for example, like we were just talking on the show. I can't actually remember if we were live on the show. We were talking, we were talking live about wake up times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so waking up at 5am for me, historically does not feel good. Yep. No bueno. No feel oh, good. Okay. A Spanish. At all. Look at that. But um, in my current cycle of fitness preparation and training to get on stage, it was just so much, it, it made more sense for me to go to the gym early in the morning. Yeah. So I, I started to cultivate things around my morning and focus on the things that did feel good as opposed to the things that didn't feel good. So for example, waking up at 5am eh, doesn't feel so great. Sure. At least when I started. But the feeling of being done at the gym by 7 a.m. felt amazing. So uh, did you navigate so to that feeling? I would, yeah, I would, I would, as opposed to focusing, like every time my brain went to, oh, I got to get up at 5 a.m., I cycled my brain back to, but I'm going to be done at 7. Yeah. And, if, and like that feeling of accomplishment and being done for the day at that point of the day just feels so good that it overrides the part that didn't feel good until like now I'll be honest. Now it does feel good to get up at 5. AM. Like sure. I, I've, I've no, because you've it. cultivated. That yeah. Way. Like yeah. I, I've, I've focused on the things that felt good in order to build that into the joy of the experience as opposed to the opposite. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I really believe that when we're, when we're setting up our imagination, when we're setting up our days, when we're setting up our life, asking ourselves what are the the pieces of information or the parts that feel good to us and leaning into that more and more and more yes is it's a practice like it it's a skill to practice that mm -hmm. but you know it's not i'm sorry because now i'm all over the place but no, it's, it's not dissimilar to what i was saying when i was talking about um the my teammates imagining themselves on stage yeah it doesn't feel good to a lot of them to imagine themselves on stage so I was like, well, imagine something different that does feel good. Imagine the post-show celebration. And they're like, oh, that feels great. Yes. And no matter what, you're going to get there as long as you're imagining and thinking about what feels good for you. Perfect. So that's, I mean, it's such an important thing for me. No, it's huge. So it's, it, well, that's why we're bringing it up today because it is a common phrase that we are clarifying. Mm. Hashtag that. CPC. Well done. Yeah. No, but here's the thing. It, I want to restate. It doesn't matter what you say doesn't matter what your positive affirmation is. It doesn't matter what your goals are. It matters how you feel about those things. Yeah. If you absolutely unequivocally feel dread when it comes to achieving your goal, guess what? Never going to achieve it. Yeah. If you feel like a fraud with respect to your positive affirmation, guess what? It's never going to take. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what we say. It matters how we feel about what we say. Yeah. Now, let me say this side commentary. Either you're a savant which is possible. You mean like like psychic? Something like that, whatever savant means. I know the word. It's very impressive. People like wildly intelligent. Something like that. Uh, or we are peas in a pod. Probably a little bit more of that. Or Chuck and Charlize are just on the same wavelength today. One of those three is, is accurate. Or all of the above. All of the above. Here's why. Because I was, this is where I want to go next. And you already went there and it's perfect that you did. 
Here's the thing that more people out there need to hear, okay? Keeping in mind from segment one, I said this entire show today, this is not a pill. This is not a one and done. This is not a self-help book. This is the way you adopt a lifestyle so that things start working in your favor as opposed to against you. This is how you get what you want in life, okay? If you don't feel good about your goals, it does not necessarily mean you've chosen the wrong goal. It means you've chosen the wrong meaning related to that goal. And that's what Carrie's talking about. Mm -hmm. Look, we can have, look, I I know it's a touchy subject. I know it is. And I'm going to get hate mail. Shocker, what's new? This is why you and I are not too big on the diagnosis of PTSD. Mm -hmm. We've worked with law enforcement members, members of the United States military, all who've been diagnosed with PTSD. We've worked with them very successfully in part because we reduce the burden of that diagnosis by by helping them understand this. It really, in the end, doesn't matter what happened. It matters the meaning you're applying to what happened. Mm -hmm. That's the key consideration. And, And the science is irrefutable, okay? The unconscious mind, its job is to receive instruction from you. Mm-hmm. The brain doesn't, you know, people always say, well, my brain works against me. No, no one's brain works. Ag- the brain does what you tell it to do. And the way the unconscious works is off of emotion. Mm-hmm. If you feel dread, fear, anger, resent, worry, anxiety, so on and so forth, you're impressing that into the unconscious. The unconscious is mirroring it back to you, which means you get more of that, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't matter what happened. It matters that you cultivate the meaning that you want for what happened and you apply that. And if you do that with enough repetition over enough uh, amount of time, you're impressing a very different emotional profile under the unconscious, which will mirror it back to you mm-hmm. and you get more of that. Mm-hmm. So one of the hacks that I love what you just explained is you can still imagine your outcome and you can do so emotionally because you need to. But if part of the goal terrifies you, we'll imagine a different part of the goal. Right. And that is what you put on repeat over and over and over again, because that is what will impress on the unconscious. That's what the unconscious will mirror back to you. Therefore, that's what you get more of. Yeah, yeah. It's two plus two equals four. A hundred percent. You know, oftentimes. No, not a hundred percent. Two plus two equals four. <laughs> See what I did there? Oftentimes <laughs> when I meet, when I'm like focusing my imagination, like a couple of weeks ago, okay. My coach who I love him dearly, Jason Phillips, shout out to you. I feel butt um, coming on. <laughs> he, um, like I was doing this like ramp up of week after week. He just kept adding five pull-ups to my pull-up challenge every week and by the time I got to the last round it was like a hundred pull-ups in as few sets as possible right okay y'all if you've never done a hundred pull-ups and I'm talking in one day in one workout that's a lot of pull-ups okay and and if I were to like imagine doing those pull-ups I would feel annoyed and tired Mm. and probably able to manifest actual pain in my body no absolutely and and so when I when I saw those hundred pull-ups come in I was like ah I knew it was coming but I focused solely on feeling what it was going to feel like to be done. Yes. And, and like, I, cr- like, I actually cranked out those hundred pull-ups in like 10 sets, which is, I dare I say, pretty awesome. Oh, it's 10 of um, 10 is amazing. Basically. But um, my point being is that I know full well that the actual image of pulling them and doing them 
would make me feel tired, would make me feel challenged, yes. would make me feel defeated or whatever the case may be. So I sunk into feeling done yeah. and that accomplishment and that feeling and, and that feels good. Right. Yeah. So like, this is like, one of the things that I think I want people to understand is like, I really, I want people to appreciate the practice that has to go into this for yourself because we know full well, a lot of people were like, you know, they're like, Oh, I tried it once and it didn't work. You know, or I, I, you know, I, I tried to imagine this, but I didn't feel good. And, you know, what people don't recognize is there's a practice involved. Like you mentioned the word, it's not a, it's not a pill. You mentioned the word habitual with imagination. Yes. Everything that we're cultivating is about getting the reps in. Yes. Right. So the more you, the more you practice feeling good, the more you're going to feel good. Yeah. The more you practice identifying, okay, I don't like thinking about that. That makes me feel stressed, but I do like thinking about this. That makes me feel good. The more you do that, the more you're skilled and versed at actually switching to that. Yeah. So appreciate that there's a process to it, but don't for one second think that you're not in control of the process. I love that you said that. And I want to reemphasize something I said. People think that they are at the whim of their brain. No, the brain is waiting for your instruction. Yeah. And if you're walking around the earth, constantly tired, constantly upset, constantly sore, constantly dreading, constantly anxious, you're feeding your brain that information. It's mirroring it right back to you. You are absolutely in control. You know what's happening today? Am I doing that? Like I'm picking up on your next thing. You're doing it like nonstop. Oh, Frankie just gave us the twirl. Frankie says, hey, you guys, shut it. You asses are done. See what I did there? FCC says it's okay. All right, look, I'm going to say this going into break, okay? What you said there matters. You talked about the practice of feeling good. That's what we're going to talk about after the break. Because I know for a fact there are people watching and listening right now who are a little resentful and maybe a little bit confused and maybe a little bit hurt because they don't feel good on a daily basis. We're going to talk about how you actually practice feeling good. Nice. And that's a topic unto itself. Beautiful. How do you not want to come back for that? I'm excited. Not just that, but I'm Chuck Woolery. That's Charlize Theron. And you're listening to Eliminate Your Limits with Chuck and Charlize. That's me. On the Historic Slam Radio, Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended 
after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door. Which is, he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank is... Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities, and there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know... You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to... When it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Hey, this is Ron Rivera. You're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now, right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yeah, Frankie. <laughs> you were kind of like Nicolas Cage and Gone in 60 Seconds there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so impressed that you got that reference. I'm impressed, man. Because, true. okay, true story. Um, everybody listening. Oh, our dog just made a, a d dinosaur noise. A big snore. Um, this is a true story. Gone in 60 Seconds is one of my ultimate favorite movies. I love that movie. I am such a car person. I love driving. I love fast cars. I really appreciate automobiles. And for like 10 years, I'm telling Brian, we need to watch Gone in 60 Seconds. We need to watch Gone in 60 Seconds. Part of the reason I love it is because it's Nicolas Cage. And he's, he's just, awesome. he does so well in that movie. I love him. And Brian's like, no, I don't want, I'm not a big car person. I hate cars. We finally watched it. And he was like, 
that's a pretty good movie. And I'm like, I told you. I actually like that movie. But Nicholas, I think I liked the movie because Nicholas Cage was fantastic. Yeah. And the soundtrack was good. But it's true. The reason I delayed on watching is because like I have no appreciation for cars at all. None. Everyone's got a dream car. My dream car is the one that costs me two hundred dollars. And it gets me to the gym and back safely. I don't have a dream I really don't care. car per se. I just I love driving. You know what I, I love, love? Cars. I love steak. I don't love steak. I love steak. I'll dream about steak. If there's a movie about steak, I'll watch it. If Nicolas Cage is in a movie about steak, I'd watch it. Anyway. Frankie's thinking. <laughs> Nicholas Nicholas Cage has made movies about everything. So there probably really is somewhere has, in there that he, he made a movie such about a steak. Actor. All right, let me let me ask you guys both a question. It's not it's not trivia because we all get to play. Your favorite Nicolas Cage movie. Who what is it? Gone in 60 Seconds and The Rock. Okay. And Con Air. That's three. <laughs> I love him in all the movies. I love there's more. I'm like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen Nick Cage in a movie that I don't like him in. He's Nick Cage now. Yeah. It's I how about you, Frankie? Um, so I'd probably go with Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, but um, my favorite movie that he made a cameo appearance in, and it's before he was Nicolas Cage, was Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, he was in that. Yes, he was. He was in, in the, the restaurant back, with in the restaurant. Spicoli. He, yes, he was one of the flip the, the burger flippers, not Spicoli. Yes. So you know the funny thing. It was the brother. It was the Cage. brother of of one of the girls, one of the girls' brother, the one that was like yes. he, dressed up, he was like a I don't know. He worked like at a restaurant or whatever. You're good, buddy. Wow, Nicholas. He he was like in that movie for thirty seconds. So was he worked with Louis Anderson in that in that spot. Because Louis Anderson also worked there. That was Louis Anderson. Yeah, yeah. It's all yes. Wow. You guys want to hear something? Never seen the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont. What? You need to get on that. Oh. Phoebe Cates. Sorry. It's the a pool classic. scene. It's a Never classic. It. Come on. I, I'm not gonna lie. I just have not seen it. I, I think I'm allowed to say what I'm about to say. I really do because it's not like I'm not using any vulgar language. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Absolutely unequivocally depicted in one scene depicted teenage sex perfectly yeah 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 the way that he kind of envisioned her walking out of the pool with like the whole filter and like the sparkliness and she moves her hair like this and it goes all slow motion absolutely and then she busts him and then she busts him so yeah it all goes full circle oh i don't even know who she is that's because phoebe cage is not a household name anymore she she was like because of that movie she was the sex symbol of that time and then she just, I think she lost her luster for being in Hollywood and quit acting. So this is what I was going to say about Nicolas Cage, because you just said sex symbol, Phoebe Cates, whatever her yeah. name is. Nicolas Cage is one of, and, and people who are listening on Facebook chime in, he's one of those people, he's he's not a particularly attractive man, Yeah. but he is sexy. I agree. He's got the drawl. Yeah. He's like, there's something about him. It's because he's lazy like, when he talks. It has yeah. to be. It has to be because girls like the guy that he's too cool for himself. And when he speaks, he's too cool for himself. He's like, well, you know, I guess not. Like, that's how he talks, like, very like it's that great. when he talks to the detective in Gone in 60 Seconds. That's how his motto is, like that. Yeah. That's like that was that, a good impression, by the like way. that draw. By the way, my, my answer is Con Air and The Rock. Because in The Rock, he was hysterical. Yeah. He was at, and he was so hysterical that people don't realize how hysterical he was. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, the little things he did in that movie that people don't recognize were absolutely off the charts funny. Yeah. Cause he's so good at delivering funny. I just liked his character in Con Air. Yeah. And my favorite part is on the plane when he takes that, um, that, that uh, sex offender 
and he finally gets a hold of him. He's like, don't treat women like that. I love I wonder, that part. I wonder where he's, he's from. That's a Google. So here's my, 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 my final answer on my favorite Nick Cage movie. It's Lord of War. You know, I've seen it once. It's he a phenomenal movie. I think it was a phenomenal movie. He did a great yeah. job in that movie. Oh, it's disappointing. And he talked very lazy, Carrie, so you'll be very into him in that movie. That's very lazy. God God of War? Is that what it is? Um, Lord, Lord of, of War. War. Lord of War. The Matthew McConaughey draw. Matthew, yeah, Matthew McConaughey is up there. Yeah. He's a good actor. So what are we talking about this segment? Well, right now we're talking about Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Sorry for derailing you. Oh, What's your favorite part of The Rock? I'm going to give you my favorite... Brian's favorite part is, and the feel of a good suit. Oh, first of all, let me just do it. Because I love Sean Connery so hardcore. Oh, when he's when he's enumerating to the FBI what he wants in exchange for helping them, helping them liberate the people on the rock. I just love that line. The feel of a good suit. <laughs> Come on, that's too much for me. But my favorite Nicolas Cage moment in The Rock, my favorite, is when the Marines and Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage are all in those underwater scuba thingies yeah. and they're about to be deployed. And all like the soldiers, and they're all like, good to go, good to go. Nicolas Cage, who does not belong there, the way he's like, good to go. It was just perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. That was such a great, shout out to Nicolas Cage. We should have him on the show. Right? I bet we could make that happen. I believe we could make anything happen. Everybody on Facebook Live, hashtag Nicolas Cage on the show. Do it. He'll see it. He might not. All right, emotion. Emotion. Wait, what were we talking about? We were we, after the break. We're going to. Oh, I remember. It's all good. It's good because it's not my job to remember. Okay, but no, because this is this is actually an interesting topic. As this is as we segue into seriousness. Okay. Right. Because you raised a point in the last two segments, and something I brought to your attention over our eleven years together, which is you suffer from excessive happiness. Yeah. You're just happy. Mm -hmm. You kind of wake up happy, mm -hmm. go to bed happy, mm -hmm. happy in between. Mm -hmm. You're a very happy person. I try to be. I don't think you do, actually. I think you naturally are a very happy person. I think you may have conditioned yourself over time, i.e. this imagination stuff. But you, you, you've told me stories of you when you were a kid. You were happy doing nothing all the time. I still am pretty happy doing nothing. Yeah, you're just a happy person, yeah. right? So let's look at the other end. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't know, I, I was 12 years um, clinically depressed. I had trouble getting out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, it was horrible. I, I mean, to try to describe or or, or de depict depression is next to impossible because there are no words that equate to the level of emptiness and sorrow you feel. Mm -hmm. So I've seen life at the lowest points and I understand it. I don't have a naturally happy disposition like you. Mm. you have a naturally happy disposition i had to learn how sure so this is i'm waving a flag now for everyone out there who like me wasn't born into a naturally happy disposition or due to some kind of circumstance had that naturally happy disposition knocked out of them right at some point along the way what what it's what i call it and it's worked so well for me over my life is emotional priming mm -hmm. okay now, what it means is this, when you talk about gratitude and joy and happiness, for somebody who is at the bottom of the barrel, they don't, they don't have the capacity to look at themselves or their own lives and find joy or find gratitude. 
it's almost like a foreign concept that just, it, it, they, it, they meet a brick wall every time they try, which by the way, makes things twice as bad. Yeah. Because now you're starting to believe you are, you know, defunct in your ability to ever experience joy or feel gratitude. So what I learned to do over the years, because I didn't want to take a pill. I wanted to practice experiencing life in a joyous way. I want to practice what the feeling of gratitude was and could be. I wasn't content to be 12 years clinically depressed. So emotional priming is this. You find something or someone that you can fall into and you allow their experience, their moment to fill you with that joy and gratitude. It's not your own. You're not experiencing joy and gratitude in your own life. It's almost like a vicariousness, mm -hmm. okay? But what you do over time is you start to prime that. And what I mean, you can't see on the radio, but I'm basically coalescing my fingers together. What the prime experience is, is this. I have dreams and aspirations, but I couldn't feel joy or gratitude or happiness towards them. I didn't know how. So I would get myself in that emotional state of joy or gratitude and happiness. And right when I was in that moment, right when I was experiencing those things, I'd start to imagine my goal happening. Mm. I start to imagine my outcome. It, it's, it's straight up trickery. The unconscious mind doesn't know that what you're experiencing emotionally is not connected to the imagination that you're now engulfing it with. It doesn't know that it doesn't, it's not real. Mm -hmm. All the unconscious mind receives is the image of you experiencing or achieving your goal combined with these incredibly powerful emotions of joy, happiness, and gratitude. If you just keep practicing that over time, you start to learn that, what I mean, you start to learn, your unconscious learns that those powerful emotions are actually attached to the image of you achieving your goal. To the point that now I can sit here and call upon the imagination of my goals and I can immediately feel grateful. Mm. I can immediately start to feel joy and happiness. And if you knew me 20 years ago, you'd know just how impossible that was. Mm. So emotional priming is an incredibly important, powerful tool. I'll even call it a hack for those of us who don't have that natural happy disposition and need to learn how to experience mm. it. Can I, can I give you my, can I get, can I just go sure, one more second? Yeah, of course. I'll, I'll give you my, um, my hack tools. Mm -hmm. My hack tools now are um, segments from America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. I <laughs> love it. So if you're watching out there and you want to um, Google these or YouTube these, look for Griff, G-R-I-F-F -F, mm -hmm. on Britain's Got Talent. Griff. Watch his audition. Mm -hmm. Mandy Harvey on America's Got Talent, they have beautiful stories. And the moment they succeed, it's, it's, I, can, I can get emotional just thinking mm. about it. Watching them succeed and watching their loved ones explode with joy at their success. It is a moment that I get tingles thinking about it. You know, and those are the ways I emotionally prime myself to experience joy and happiness and gratitude, I just coalesce my own imagination over it. Yeah. It unbelievably works. You know, it reminds me of when Kelly Clarkson <coughs> won um, whatever that American Idol. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking as you were talking about that, um, again, some people are natural at these things and they some are. people aren't, true, right? True. 
Um, but I was recognizing, so one of the things that I've talked a great deal about recently is actually comparison and how like, you know, a lot of people say comparison is the root of all evil. I disagree. I think if you're comparing in a negative non-serving way, yes. it is the root of your existence hey, common phrases and your challenge, I right? Agree. But I think if you're comparing or contrasting in a way that is quote unquote emotional priming, yep. we're talking about a very powerful element in yes. that regard, right? Incredibly powerful. And like, I was thinking as you were talking there, like we were talking about the WBFF and I even made the comment at the beginning of the show, every person who walked out on stage, I saw myself in that moment, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. When the girls were crowned with their crowns on stage, I, in that emotional moment for them, was imagining the crown on my head. Perfect. Um, when I, you know, when I'm on Facebook or Instagram and I'm, I'm looking at the, the fitness um, competitors who I like strive to be more like. Admire, yeah. I admire whatever the case may be. I see myself inside of their physique and my physique. And like, I, there is Absolutely. no, there's no negativity about it. Right. For me at all, even remotely, as a matter of fact, it's, I, I, I wouldn't have put two and two together to recognize that it is emotional primary. It is, yeah. that when I'm connecting that stage, that moment, you know, I've, I've been to four or five competitions now where my whole team has competed. Yeah. And although I haven't competed, I've been there with them, the ex experience, I right. felt the experience for myself, which now leads me into in eight weeks from now, when I go and experience a show weekend for myself, it's almost like I've already felt it and I've already experienced it. Yeah. So it's going to feel that much better for me. Yeah. I love the way you, you explain that. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at the Facebook live stream here and Elisa, who's up in Alberta, Canada, uh, makes a comment. She calls it the piggyback, mm -hmm. which is a great way of describing it. Emotional priming is often considered the piggyback. Yeah. It's like, I'm watching Mandy Harvey live out her dreams and I'm allowing my emotions to run into her dreams mm -hmm. gratitude joy happiness relief all these beautiful things and then i'm piggybacking off of that emotion right and i'm adding the sensation the imagery of my own goals on top of it mm -hmm. so i think the piggyback is a beautiful way of describing it yeah. but you know what you know what you know what's irk i feel irked you feel irked i feel very vexed yeah. <laughs> i'm terribly vexed why are you vexed because you know what everything we're talking about right now is, is a game changer it is. It's a life changer. Mm -hmm. And what I, I, I don't feel vexed. Vexed means anger, not angry. I feel sad because the vast majority of people listening and watching right now are not going to take what we say and do anything with it. Mm. And I want them to. Yeah. Because you're talking to a guy who lived 12 years of his life clinically depressed, who was monumentally suicide, suicide, suicidal. I can make fun of it now. It wasn't funny then. Right. Um, and this stuff works. It works incredibly well, but it's not a pill. You have to want to practice. I think that's one of the things I respect so much about you is like, you know, I, I wanted to talk about the WBFF and this is why, because everything I'm talking about today, you pull an example from the WBFF. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, when I'm watching my team and I'm watching that person get crowned or I'm watching this, I'm imagining myself. Think about the repetition. Right. How often you're impressing on your unconscious this joy, this gratitude, this happiness, this elation. Mm -hmm. And think about what your unconscious is mirroring back to you. Sure. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about that more in the next segment. I just thought of that right now. I'm excited to talk more about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying we have to go to commercial leave now. That, leave that right there. I'm just saying we're going to, these are what I'll talk about in the next segment, the actual path to getting what you want. Cause we've, we've, we've tiptoed around it this entire show, but we're going to condense it down to a singular like model. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And then we're going to close that out by talking about a conversation you and I have all the time, state regulation. Mm -hmm. I know we've already talked about feeling good, feeling bad, but I want to take it one step farther so that you bring self-awareness into the matrix of state regulation. Sounds good to me. All right, so it's our last segment before we, we finish the game of Frankie the Tanky versus uh, Carrie Campbell, a.k.a. Smalls. Who's going to win? Frankie the Tanky's winning 3-2 right now. C2! <laughs> I don't know why I do that like that. C2! It's awesome. I love it. It's sexy. All right. <laughs> Back after the break, you're listening to Eliminate Limits with Chuck and Charlene on Sirius XM 145. Am I serious? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? Said he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? Or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> You know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's gonna do is lead you in the right direction. 
See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Dag Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now. Right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. slow in the dry there, Frankie. Don't think we didn't notice that. <laughs> it happens. It was great. As always, Frankie, thank you. Best producer in radio. Yeah, yeah. Is it, we're gonna, we we got to win awards. Remember we talked about this with Frank a few episodes ago? We won a live streaming award. We did, but now, now I want to I wanna win a radio show award. Mm-hmm. What do they call it again, Frank? Um, I don't know. That's a great question. I have no idea. The radio. I did not know that. Hold on. I really don't. We talked about this one time. We did talk about this one time. It's just like it slipped my mind right now. I want one. I want to win one. I want. One. I want the Hold hardware. On. I'm gonna Google it. A yeah. radio award. Emmy. It is called a Marconi award. Oh yeah 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 Marconi award. It's a Marconi. Marconi. Mar- Mar- Marconi award. <laughs> Marconi plays the mamba. Listen to the radio. Don't you remember? We built this, this city. On rock, on rock and roll. And roll. Now I know where that line comes from. I never, I never knew it before. Say you don't know me. I don't know you. Or recognize the fight. Sorry, I can't. My say. face, actually. Whatever. <laughs> don't correct my lyrical. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be clear for our listeners and viewers. Okay, now, here's what we're gonna talk about: state regulation. Okay, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this to you, and you're gonna talk. Okay. The difference between me. BG, a.k.a. Chuck Woolery. Yeah. In the morning, uh-huh. when the night before, I've watched on YouTube clips related to Mandy Harvey and America's Got Talent versus politics. <laughs> Let's just leave it at the laugh right there. No, but for that, it's a, it's, this is the self-awareness we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, no, I mean, the difference between a little bit, a little bit feisty, a little bit cynical, mm-hmm. a little bit edgy and inspired and motivated. It's so true. Neutral. This is where self-awareness enters into the equation, though, because mm-hmm. people don't have a walking understanding of how much certain influences change everything about their demeanor, yeah. about what they're feeling about what they're thinking, about how they are, and um, actively engaging with other people. Mm -hmm. But seriously, no joke, describe me in the morning after a night of me watching politics videos. Well, um, so I would say that you're very um, talkative and very (laughs) talkative about all the things that are wrong with the world. Um, you're, You're a little bit fiery. Yeah. with regards to it and and probably a little bit like like sluggish yeah. like at the same time like, yeah like yeah just you're kind of man <laughs> but that's a great description <laughs> and listen and i own it because i'm aware of it mm. and this is what we're imploring people who are watching and listening to understand there are certain things you're intaking mm-hmm. information wise or people mm-hmm. people in your life who are toxic yep 
And it's absolutely unequivocally changing the way you feel. 100%. And therefore the way you behave mm -hmm. and the way you act and the way you process and the way you interact with the world. And it's not nothing. Yeah. If you multiply me mm -hmm. at my quote unquote worst mm -hmm. after watching a night of politics mm -hmm. on YouTube, if you multiply that by 150 days in a year, right? My year is yeah. significantly less powerful yeah. than it could have been. 100%. You got to be self-aware. Yeah, 100%. You know, I, it, there, so I, I think that this is such a huge topic. And, and one of the things that I, I think people don't recognize is that they get to choose those influences. Yes. And, and like this, and because it could be, you're using the example of politics, right? It, it, it could apply be, to me. It could be social media yes. for you. It could be your family for you. It could be your friends for you. It could be watching TV, the yep. news. Like it could be a thousand things, right? And it kind of like dovetails back to the awareness of being what makes you feel good versus what makes you feel bad, Yeah. right? Like you do not feel good when you're immersed in politics, Correct. right? Maybe there's a, a temporary like excitement getting like, you know, hearing about what's going on and all, an adrenaline rush, but ultimately you don't feel good. Yeah. Right. And, and so I, I think that people, what they don't recognize is they, they do have the power of ultimate choice there. They do. You do get to say, I don't like, look, I, I'm going to like, I don't watch the news and I've been, I've been coined multiple times as like, you know, well, I, I don't care or naive or, naive, yeah. or I'm, I'm misinformed. That's not true. Yeah. I'm informed to the degree that I need to be informed for myself, for my life. It's my life. I get to choose. Yeah. Right. But I also do not stay up at night. Like I know people who don't sleep at night because of what they're watching on the news. A million percent. Right. Accurate. And yes. and then somehow cloak that in like a have to. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Sure. You don't have to listen to the radio, the news, the politics, the this, the that, or anything else. Yeah. Especially if you can't, you can't govern and regulate your own state by doing that, Absolutely, right? Like, I'm, yeah. like some people can pay attention to it and they're not affected by it. Yeah, but others can't. I, I'm not sure I believe that to be honest. But I, I, I'm going to tell you something. It's actually a touchy oh, topic. When it I, is. When I, no, well, I'm going to maneuver oh. into a topic that I think is very, very touchy. It's you know when I when I I talk to people I know personally, and I'm going to use a few different geographic areas. Mm -hmm. Okay. Florida, mm -hmm. New York, mm -hmm. and most parts of Canada. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, I know it's touchy, but what, what I'm trying to help you and what, what we're both trying to help you understand is it's, it's not that anybody on this side of the mic is saying COVID is not real, it's not dangerous, none of that, okay? But depending on where you live, yeah. you're, you're receiving a very different influence sure. related to COVID and what's necessary right. moving forward with your life versus what you're restricted from. Mm -hmm. When I talk to friends of mine here in Florida, you gotta understand, we have not been locked down for over a year. Florida is open. Um, in most stores, they have signs, little small signs at the, uh, on the door that says, we prefer you wear a mask. Mm -hmm. I, would, I, would, I would go as far as saying, that in most stores I go into, it's pretty much 50-50. 50 mm -hmm. 50% of the people have on masks, 50% don't. And let me add just to the 50-50, that includes the cashier. 50% mm -hmm. of the time, the cashier's not wearing a mask. Right. Um, most Floridians I know forget there's a pandemic until they watch the news. Sure. Because life here is pretty normal. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're about to say, 
you guys are so naive. Right. That's ridiculous. That's irresponsible. Let me say this. Florida has the highest percentage of elderly population in the country and the lowest mortality rate in the elderly population due to COVID. Something our governor is doing is working. Mm. Working better than California, working better than New York, who've been in lockdown for a year. But I'm not, I'm not picking a side in this fight. I'm saying, but I also have friends in New York yeah. who experience a very different influence. Yeah. Nothing's open, masks are required. You can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Fear, 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 fear. And if you don't think that is affecting you negatively, you're absolutely outside your mind. And the same for friends we have in Canada. You know what I mean? You know, it's yeah. a different world depending on what influences are coming into you. You know, and, and it kind of like for me, I can I can loop all of it together today because like it comes down to me to like mind your influence. Yeah. Mind your influence. It's your influence. Stop pretending yeah. that you have no control over it. That's yeah. number one. Mind your influence. And how do you make the decision? Like, how do you mind your influence? Is it serving me or is it not serving me? And then like loop that back to the things that we were talking about. Well, is it directly helping me get the outcome I want? Yeah. If it's not, it's probably not serving you. Does it make me feel good? If it doesn't, it's probably not serving you, yeah. right? So if you have influences in your world that fit the non-serving category, change them. Well, and that, that's, the, that's the kind of point I'm making regarding COVID. I'm not picking a side in the fight. I'm not picking a side on masks or vaccines or threat levels or anything else. What I'm saying is this. If you live in a place that is still heavily locked down and all those things, and that's fine, does it make you, how does it make you feel going on to the World Wide Web every day or watching the news every day and watching death counts? Yeah. Because it's not naive to say, look, I'm going to be smart and precautious, but I don't need to have this influence all the time. Yeah, 100%. Tru truly, like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. That's the self-awareness you have to bring into the game. Yeah. How yeah. you feel matters. Again, it doesn't matter what you say to yourself. It matters how you feel about what you say. And isn't that just an interesting question in and of itself? Like, how, do, how does it make you feel? Because yeah. I, I actually think there's a lot of people who are so used to only thinking that they don't even know how to answer that question. I think that's a great point. Like, I think we're, we're so conditioned to think more than we feel yeah. nowadays that when I were, if, if I'm going to say to somebody, you know, how does it make you feel? I, more often than not, people give me an answer about what they think about something. Can I go, I don't want to say I'm going to go you one better as if you were wrong and this is more right, but let me just add just an element to it. Mm. I, I agree. People think more than they feel and they should feel a bit more than they do. But I think one of the biggest problems is that people simply respond to what they're told. Yeah. And I, like, I'm not a conspiracy guy. I don't like that term sheeple. That, that you know, people who wear- like sheep people? Yeah, pe I've never even heard that term. People who wear masks and get the, the vaccine are sheeple. I don't buy into that. Look, we all have a personal responsibility to do what we think is best. Mm -hmm. I got no issue with anybody for whatever they think is best for them and humankind. I, I, don't, I don't have a dog in this fight, okay? But- I will say this, get a little bit informed mm. and don't just rely on what you're being told through a clearly biased agenda. This is why we don't watch news. Right. I'm not implicating or CNN or Fox. They're all biased. Yeah. Everything has a bias to it. We, I don't, when's the last time we paid for cable TV? I don't know if we've ever paid for I'm cable TV I'm not sure, TV 11 together. years. We're, I like Netflix. Yeah. Do you wanna know why I like Netflix? Because I can choose my influence. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. I can choose my influence. I can watch the shows that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I can watch the shows I enjoy. I don't have to engross in, in commercials that make me feel badly about being who I am. I, get, I can choose my influence. Yeah. And this is where we have to take ourselves. We have to get to a frequency of emotion. How do we feel? And if watching the news does to you what it does to me, it makes me agitated. Mm. It makes me a little bit afraid. It makes me worried. It makes me annoyed. Then you got to turn it off. Yeah. You've got to get information from a different source. 100%. Does that all make sense? Completely. It makes complete sense. Gary Campbell says completely. Yes, it does indeed. Let me give you another couple, okay? Just before, just as we roll and round up this last segment before we get back into trivia. Trivia. Right? Trivia. I want I want you wow. <laughs> I want you to talk to this one. This is our final common phrase clarified. Okay? I'm ready. And this one isn't a common phrase. We're actually introducing this one. Ooh. So and you'll get you'll understand where I'm going in a second. Your brain doesn't believe what we say. It believes what you say. That's a neurological fact. That's straight from our neurology of coaching certification. Kathy Mock and Matt Bush, two of the smartest people mm-hmm. of any room they ever walk into. Brilliant people. This is something they teach. You can listen to our show and you can accept what we say. But you're not, your brain's not going to believe it unless you start accepting, like you have to say it to yourself. Yeah, your language. This is where I implored you at the beginning of the segment that sometimes it gets sad because mm-hmm. I know there are certain people who are going to assimilate this information and do something with it and some aren't. Mm-hmm. The reason you're not going to do anything with it is because you're not repeating this information to yourself. Yeah. Your brain doesn't believe what we say, it believes what you say. 100%. To yourself. Well, you know, and it, it, it speaks to one of our most powerful pillars yeah. of our own mindset process, learning your language, Absolutely. right? You, you need to learn how to be in tune with your own language of your inner thoughts and your inner dialogue and be able to call BS on it. Oh, when, you you, when, when it's not serving you and, cr- and create a redirect and shift and, you know, use all the things we've talked about today, Absolutely. Um, because we don't recognize that we're run on sentences in our heads, filling us with the non-serving stuff. You know, it's so true. You know, the actual stats are, mm-hmm. we have on average about 80,000 thoughts a day. 95% of them are unconscious. Mm-hmm. 70% of those are repeat. So 70% of the 80,000 things you're thinking every day, you think every day. Yeah. You're right for the last one. 78% of them are negative. It's crazy, right? You're, you're talking smack to yourself nonstop. Unless you've been practicing for years upon years upon years. And that's the point of where you can get to. That's the point of this show. You can, you can create change in that. You can be the puppeteer. You don't have to be the puppet. Wow. That was good. Say it again. You could be the puppeteer. You don't have to be the puppet. You know, that was great because Frankie gave us the whirly twirl, which means everybody shut up. We're going to break. It's almost trivia time. It's almost trivia time, but what a great place to end an otherwise stellar show. I agree. We're not ending though. You got to come back after the break because we're finishing the game. It's three to two. Frankie the Tanky out to a blazing start. He was up. He was up three, nothing. Carrie came back storming three, two. Who's going to take it? Carrie, Carrie. Whose trivia knowledge is going to reign supreme? I can't wait. Come back after the break. You're listening to Eliminate Limits with Chuck Woolery and Charlize Theron. You got it right. (laughs) Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. 
but maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Josh Gordon is suspended after his fiasco for violating terms of conditional reinstatement. He tried to play that one off by saying, I'm going to step down. All of a sudden, it caught up to him mighty fast. He failed the drug test, didn't he? And he was predicting he was having mental health problems by virtue of knowing he was in trouble. No, he knew they were about to knock on his door, which is he wasn't able to run out of the house fast enough. They're going to knock on his door? or would they, I mean, could they at least ring the doorbell? Let me describe this to you. Frank, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I... That, that, that's uh, scaringly accurate. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhpp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities, and there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know... You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to... When it does happen, you go, wow, que rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
This is Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, and you're listening to Slam Radio. All right, I think all the levels are set. Showtime. Now? Right now. You're listening to Eliminate Your Limits, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I didn't know that Jorge Masvidal did a plug for Sirius XM Slam uh, Radio. He's a UFC fighter. I actually like him great. He's from Miami. Is his name the, is he the, is he Uli Monster or whatever his name is? No, he's Game Bread. Oh. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I really enjoy him. I like his personality as well. That's Have you really- met him? Did you meet him? Uh, yeah, we met him at Radio Row last February, 2020. Um, Seems like a very nice, respectful man. Uh, he he was nice. Um, Yuli, Yuli is another one that comes by the studio. He's actually a friend of the studios of ours over here. Yuli Monster. Yeah, we saw him. We we actually ran into him one time. When is he the boxer? Yeah, super nice guy. Yeah, you got really quiet. By yeah, the way, what happened here? Noise. Me? I got quiet. We can't hear you. <laughs> it was like. Burr, 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 burr. This is gonna be hard to play trivia if we can't hear Frank. Oh no! Here we go! Here we go! There we go! Sorry. There we there go. There we go. It's, okay. It's, it's okay. Okay. Update, bro. Twenty twenty one with technology settings ha- uh, updates happen to certain operating systems, and sometimes certain applications don't kind of talk to properly with the new update. So I have to kind of manually do it. So it it lowered on me. I blame um, Mark Zuckerberg. It's always his fault. <laughs> I'm freezing. Let's get this show on the road. Oh, okay. Sorry, Chuck Woolery's not ready yet. All right, let's go. Chuck Woolery says, "Let's go." It's 3-2, Frank is a tanky. I'm ready. We've got four questions left. It's anybody's game. Don't look at my, don't look at my notes. Okay. Could you know that I cannot see your notes? You're looking at my notes. Now, not going to lie, because this is sports trivia, and I promise to stack the deck a little bit towards Kerry Campbell. That's fine. Because Frank is a tanky is the voice of the Miami Marlins, so he knows sports. Right? Kerry Campbell, not such a big sports fan. Not a problem. But a little bit stacked towards Kerry, a.k.a. Smalls. But here we go. Okay, I'm ready. Which hockey team played at Maple Leaf Gardens? Me, 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 me. I'm going to go with C2 on that one. That's not fair because of the delay, but that's fine. I'll let her have it. It's (laughs) it's (laughs) 3-3. Okay, it's the tie. And just like that, it's 3-3. I'm so nervous. I'm not doing myself right now. Okay. Chuck Willery is at a a peak. I'm at my full Chuck Willery peak. Did Chuck Willery have good hair? He had great hair. I, I feel like he had good hair. I, I want to say it was a dating game. I think it was Love Connection. I don't know. I've never also, he was, was that, he was the host of that show, uh, No Whammy Stop. You know that one? Yeah, no? Press Your Luck. And he did press a Love luck. Connection. You guys are... No, you're not older than me. Frank's not older than me. I am. I'm, 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 I'm building a barricade. Carrie Campbell's cheating. She's looking at my notes. All right. It's 3-3. Three, three. Okay, let's go. I'm so nervous. Let's go. This next one's a toughie. Not going to lie. Famed Hall of Fame NHL hockey player, Mario Lemieux, had, with all the money he made, only one summer home. Where was that summer home? C2. Mont Tremblant. Mont Tremblant, Quebec. Talk about stacking the chips for a carry. Good job. I'm right there, right? Mont Tremblant, Quebec, where Carrie and I used to live, population 500. And one of them is Mario Lemieux. Ah, 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 ah. Gary <laughs> so Campbell storms in the lead is 4-3. When do the chips get back stacked to my side? <laughs> well, i tell you what. This next, this next one is stacked to nobody. Okay. I saved this one for last on purpose because really it's not sports trivia related. Okay. So, right. so I mean, this is anyone's a, game. So it's a two-pointer. 
It's a two. It's a two pointer. It's a two pointer. That gives Frank a chance to win. Well, because it's three, four, four to three right now. I tell you what, it's a two pointer. But there's one more question after this one. Okay. You said that okay. was the last so one. Could, what kind of game show host are you? We could end <laughs> in a tie. You never can tell. Okay, I'm ready. This is a two. This is a two pointer. Facebook, you got to play. Get on with it. Get on with it. I'm Hi, Troy Stamps. Love you too, buddy. He's watching on Facebook Live. Okay. The Olympic rings are made up of five colors. Name them. Me, 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 me. Oh, let's give it to Frankie. Red, green, blue, yellow, black. One more time, please. Red, green, blue, yellow, black. Two points to Frankie. I knew that, and we said it at the first same time. Wow. Whatever. You, you understand, you also said to me, give it to Frankie. I know, but I'm now I'm not winning. <laughs> She's like, I know. <laughs> it's 5-4, Frankie the Tanky. Fra I'm going to do a run a little play-by-play. -play. Frankie the Tanky stormed out to a 3-0 win, a 3-0 lead. Carrie Campbell, a.k.a. Smalls, came back, roaring back before the break. Three, two. Okay, we get it. Just go on to the next question. And then Kerry Campbell just boom made it four three. But on the two pointer, Frankie drains it. He's Larry Legend. It's now five four. I'm ready. Last question. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just for my own identification, Kerry Campbell, I want to hear your your buzz in noise. C two. Frankie. Me 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 me. Okay, we're good. Here it is. We like reverse. I love our there. buzzards, by the way. Mine's like all like like masculine, and Frank's a little feminine. That's all right. Here we go. You ready? Mm -hmm. Name your favorite figure skater. C two. Elvis Stoiko. Five five. But hold on a minute. The, like, how do you win? Because I can name figure skaters too. <laughs> yeah, but who's your favorite? That was like a trickery one. It was right? a trickery. You had to be fat. Scott you Hamilton, fat. Nancy Kerrigan, Christy Yamaguchi. Like, I can Whatever. name a whole bunch of them. This game ends in a tie. Let's give okay wait, okay wait. Are you guys friends of fan are you guys uh, friends of sorry, fans of friends? Yeah. yeah. This sounds like the episode where Phoebe was the game show host and she's like, tell me about trees. And then he's like, they're green. Good, five points. And then he Joey goes to answer and she goes, ooh, two points. We're looking for leafy. And there was no like real way of winning. It's cool, Carrie. Don't worry. I don't mind being your runner-up. No, it's not even. It's tied 5-5. Five, five. So we have to have a tiebreaker. I don't have any more questions. I'm going to make one up on the spot. I don't, how does Chuck Woolery do it? Lightning I don't know, round. This is why I'm going to win a Marconi. Okay. We're going to win a Marconi. Ready? We're ready. Tiebreaker. Sport, sports trivia. I got I to gotta think of a question. Hang on. Hold on. All right. This is going to be in the ballpark of nicknames. I got to think of something. Hold on. <laughs> Okay. Who carried the nickname his entire career? The great one. Me, 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 me. Frank. Carrie looks like she doesn't know the answer, though. But it's Wayne Gretzky. It is, in fact, I don't Wayne know the Gretzky. answer. You think I would know? He's I'm Canadian. Let me tell you something. Whatever. Carrie, Frankie the Tanky stormed out 3 nothing. Carrie Campbell roared back 3-2. Then, boom, after the break, came back. 4-3, then the two-pointer, Frankie gets it. Then the last question, Terry gets it, tiebreaker, Frankie the Tanky wins. It's okay, I can deal, I can cope, I can cope with it. It's okay, I lost the rom-com game, so it's cool to lose a sports one, right? That's a good, let's, I, I'm excited to see what next week is. Me too, want, these are I actually want, getting uh, fun. 
I want thoughts. I want thoughts from you guys and people who are watching Facebook movies. Live. Movies. Or t- uh, movies. TV, movies? TV movies. Something in TV movies. TV movies sound good to you? I'm down. Yeah. I'm going to do it. Sounds good. Awesome. I'm excited. This was fun today. It's always fun. I think yeah. so. Did we win a Marconi yet? Marconi. Let me know when they call you. The mumbo. <laughs> <laughs> They'll call you, Frank. You're the producer. You're the one who's going to announce it live on air. Right. We all won a, a Marconi. We need three statues. One for you, one for me, one for Frankie. And we should give one to the goat. Four statues. He deserves one as well. This was fun. Let me tell you something. I miss it when we're not here. Me too. Last week, there was uh, something on the series, or on Slam Radio's end. The week before, I was sick. You it's were good. very sick. I was very sick. No COVID, though. We're good. Yeah. No. But it's great to be back. Frankie the Tanky, best producer in radio. Can't thank you enough for doing what you do. If the goat's still listening, love that guy. National director, Slam Radio. He's, exci- he's excited he's about really you guys. Good. He says your show has gotten very, very good, by the way. So kudos oh, to yes. you too. We love him. Yes. We love him. And he complimented me and told me I look like Charlize Theron. Yes. Nothing wrong with sucking up. Compliments accepted. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love this show. I love our team. I love everyone who's watching on Facebook Live. I don't know you if you're on Periscope, but I love you too. We love everyone listening on SiriusXM. And we'll be back next week. Next week's trivia, movies and TV. It's going to be a barn burner. Hashtag that now. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks for watching and listening, guys. The views and opinions expressed on Eliminate Your Limits are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.